This is great. Chilling by the ocean, waves crashing, drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Are those Typhons? <laughs> out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Michaud right now. Right now. This is Admiral Radis of the Rebel Alliance. Call up the Brick City Blockade. AP5 has What's up, folks? Back to the Brick City Blockade podcast. It's your boy, Robin Vote here. And, of course... This is May the 4th, folks. I already had Dave Hackerson on today. We have Google Farm Boy himself here on the podcast, and I got a bunch of other people, but I knew this guy had to on the show. What is up, my friend? And welcome to the Brick City Blockade here on May the 4th, the holiday we all love. How do, Robin, and what? Star Wars friends. <laughs> yes, yes. So many Star Wars friends today. Now, listen. I'm 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 just guessing. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna ask you. Have you seen the latest episode of Clone Wars? Yes, sir. First thing I done this morning before I even got out of bed. Uh, brought, it, brought up the D plus and and dove right in. Oh, now I've already spoken about it, but I need to know your thoughts on how this whole thing was wrapped up because I am not only excited about it, but I've been saying to people like, wow, the Skywalker saga has truly come to a close now mm-hmm. with this last episode of Clone Wars. And we're all united around the idea that, man, we were left with one shot there right at the end. And boy, has it set the, uh, I'm going to say the Twitterverse, everybody that we know in the community on fire. But it's also set, I think, um, our love of Star Wars once again united as a community on fire as well. That it did. And I know some folks are a bit on the sad side because this story had to end too. The Clone Wars was on for three years. Yeah. The whole from the from the start of it to the end. And just like the Skywalker saga, every story got an end. And yeah. this one did in the best way. Yeah, it did it in such a beautiful way. I mean, ending with Vader in that scene. And Dave Hackerson, of course, was on Norse Akiruno of course, was on the uh, podcast earlier in the day, and he brought up such mm-hmm. a great point. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. When Vader shows up on the planet where uh, Ahsoka and Rex, of course, crash on alongside mm-hmm. the rest of the troops, and that moment when Rex was burying them and showing their his respect to his fallen comrades in that moment, uh, number one, I think, brought a tear to my eye <laughs> because it's mm-hmm. the loyalty of the clones. But Dave brought up this amazing point that it's the first time that I think we've seen a changing of seasons in an, in the Star Wars universe. Oh, I hadn't quite thought of it that way. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Because yeah. we went from what was a deserted planet of some sorts where they crash landed to suddenly a winter with, with the first look at really the Empire within Clone Wars in an animated form. So I, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think that that's really something that Dave Filoni learned from George Lucas in particular, was that if we're going to explore galaxies, we're going to do it in a different way than what everybody's used to. That right there is how I have always seen every every story. I know we call them films and movies and such, but to me they're all... They're each their own story, and Clone Wars is very same, that 
they do have themes that kind of repeat here and there through them, but every story has done or told something that weren't told previously. Right. In a previous story. Mm, that's such a good point. Huh. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's so much I'm gonna say the word so much gravitas to that because when you look at the way and it, of course it's Star Wars Day, so I'm gonna reflect on the the man, the master himself, Mr. George Lucas, mm-hmm. and, and the way that he was able to script this galaxy far, far away. And I don't think I've seen anybody real like Dave Filoni that comes even close to George Lucas. He is the closest thing that we have to him, I think, right now. In, in the Star Wars universe. Oh, we learned from the master. We very started. agreed. Very agreed. And, and I think the one thing, and, and, and I don't know how you feel about this either, but here with Star Wars Day as well, it's like you we take a look back, we see what Filoni created with Star Wars Rebels, which on itself is one of the most progressive series in Star Wars that I think we'll ever see um, in terms of the storytelling, the character arcs, everything that, you know, and of course bringing Ahsoka into that. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the end of the Clone Wars here, and we know that when Ahsoka leaves Rex, we have the moment in Rebels where she sees him again, and that connective tissue is something that George passed on to Dave, and I'm wearing mm-hmm. my shirt right now, in Filoni we trust, because it is that mindset that has allowed these stories to continue forward. Now, I don't know how you feel. But I feel like with the Mandalorian included, we're heading down a very interesting direction with Star Wars that I never thought we would. And let's talk a little bit about the future here. Because Filoni not only has set the standard now for how we see these stories progressing, but I'm curious to know from you, mm-hmm. if we continue on with the Mandalorian, of course, we, we're going to see season three as well at some mm-hmm. point. Where do you see... Filoni and this team taking the stories even beyond the High Republic stuff. Do you think we're going to get into territories previously unexplored before by a man named Dave Filoni with the mastery and skills that he had learned from George? Oh, let's see. Well, that did put me to one thing that you said just a little while back about how exactly how he was taught. And I want to say it was, it had to be this past or last week, was it Wednesday, Thursday, when yep. David Collins decided he wanted to have, he sat down and had a whole, what he, he said, instead of one or two questions, he got to ask 12 <laughs> yeah. to both of them. And then listening to them two sit and talk and how George had brought up, you know, I taught you, we got to hear him tell him, I taught you how to do this. I taught you how to see this, not just the way you see it or how you think it should be, but how... I tell these stories, how he passed on to him everything that he did. And even still to now, yes, he's taught him everything. And he's still learning how to go and tell other things in different ways. Because when he did, well, there was also things that we learned this morning that came from the behind the scenes from Mandalorian the first episode right. of it that came out today. Did you get to go and give a look or watch to that? 
Oh, I know. I've been <laughs> amongst all the Star Wars Day stuff here at the blockade and taking care of schoolwork at the same time being a teacher. Mm-hmm. I've had it playing on in the background and I've been listening to it. Mm-hmm. And there were there have been a couple moments where my I was working on something and my head just popped right over to my television. Mm-hmm. And I was, what is being said? Like what is this part? There were certain shots like I think what the most fascinating thing of all of it, and we're going into filming territory that we've never seen before, and mm-hmm. Loney learned these, what we call the magic of Star Wars, from George. And one of them is that everything was done on a closed set. Almost mm-hmm. nothing was done on, on outside or on a real set in the world itself. These things were digitally projected. And basically, these directors were given a space to work with and said, listen, we can give you any background, we can give you any setting, we can Mm -hmm. give you any character you need to project the story that Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni are trying to push forward. And I think that is what has fascinated me most, is that they did this show within a space that's no bigger than probably, I don't know, my room here or maybe a living room, which is unheard of. And it tells you where we are going with these stories and the way that we're getting them is simplified, but still carries so much level, the word again, gravitas to it. Mm -hmm. We can take a step back and say, wow, they are really thinking about how they are putting this galaxy far, far away out to the fans it's lucasfilm that's what they do it's yeah. what they've always it's what they've always done nobody else everybody else learns from them since 1975-76 yeah. everybody's learned how to do and tell but the one thing i did take away from that listening to the five of them sitting at that table john and dave and deborah and Taika. Yeah. yeah everybody talking when dave got to open it up first Mm. And I hope what he really said sticks with some folks. Yeah. Because I know I know we hold him in very high regard, and rightfully sure. so. But what he said when he started talking with how he got brought into all this, even from George hiring him, when yeah. it, it sounded like to him it was all on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> really? It, yeah. yeah, he was really flying by the seat of his pants, as was George, that... Yeah. All the experience that, that Dave Filoni's had is in animation. So yes. all of what he's doing now is brand new to him and big. It's a galaxy. And there he is standing in front of it with, with wide, sparkling eyes looking. He's learning. Now, John's teaching him how yes. to do these kind of things. But at the same time, Dave's trading off to John what he was taught and how he was taught to tell these stories. Right. And you look back at John's time uh, playing Rio in uh, Solo in particular. That was really, to be honest with you, that was really John's chance of actually seeing what it's like to play a character, have to do a voiceover, see the screen capture work Mm -hmm. that has to go into that. While Dave kind of took this other side and said, wow, I can see what John does with action flicks. I can see how he performs and how he can transition something that he's learned into a product that fans can really enjoy. Yep. And there were, there were, it was funny, when you're watching Solo, you can tell, I mean, we all know that it was, um, it was, uh, what's, uh, 
Ron Howard behind mm-hmm. the scenes taking care of this. But there are times throughout Solo, and I was wondering with The Mandalorian this season, and I don't know if you picked up on this, where I was watching The Mandalorian and I was like, this reaps of of Solo in so many ways, but it's on a very different level and it's fantastic. And I don't oh, know agreed. because agreed. we're getting into the bounty hunter stuff or if we're getting into the syndicates and the underground stuff in particular. But this is the kind of Star Wars that I think, you know, George talked about with 1313, the underworld of Coruscant. But now we are getting that connective tissue with the canon throughout this rural. And I think mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing like it in existence right now. I know. I think Marvel's the only other franchise that ties things into comic books very well. But look, you got John Favreau and you got Kevin Feige over there doing that. So I guess what my, one of my last questions to you on this individual topic of the Mandalorian. Is, I do want to answer one that you asked that I hadn't got to give you an answer to yet. Let's you do asked that. me where 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 do I think where do I think with next new stories are gonna go yes yes this i think i'm standing in a field mostly by myself okay when i answer it is i don't do speculation Mm. i've noticed i yeah i don't do because it's i'll i'll say yeah as much as we love these stories and Mm. we do we keep them very near and dear i don't speculate Mm mm-hmm that way I can't be let down. I have no sure. expectations because I know as much as I love this, it ain't really mine. It's somebody who wants to tell me a story. Yeah. And they have for my, well, I can't say 53 years, but I was along for 43 of it. Right. And yeah, even since being a 10-year-old naive farm boy going to see the very first one and everything that come after it, and getting lost into that whole big galaxy that that up to Rise of Skywalker, I have never had an expectation of I want to see a character say or do this or mm-hmm. go here with that one. It's not my story to say. It's a very as good as much as I love it. So what we got coming next? It's still a, it's a galaxy. How big's that? What's all going on there? Yeah, they can right. go every which way, and I'm whatever, whatever manner or medium. Aside from comics, the only way I really don't, keep, I keep up in the way of comics by my way of my playlist. And our friend that does shows that focuses on that. That's how I keep yes. caught up with them stories. Right. So you have your ways and means of getting the the content to yourself, and in the ways of means of getting those stories and everything else to you. Which is yep. the beauty of, of the world that we, we live in right now. And I guess the question I was going to ask you was actually around the lines of, you know, with so much speculation around the Mandalorian and all these other things, I think you answered it for me. You know, wh- where do we see these stories progressing? Again, with the Mandalorian and with Dave and John and bringing in so many different directors. We got Taikiti now coming in, mm-hmm. who's be, you know, directing his own film. And I agree with you. I agree with you. I think you answered the question beautifully already, and that is, we're going to let him just play in this universe. We're, we're, we're going to let him tell the stories that we've come to enjoy mm-hmm. and, and let his creative talents lead the way. And it's amazing that we live in this time, May the 4th, 2020, 
and yeah. we get announcements about other names coming in to tell these stories from a galaxy far, far away. Rural, I never thought we would have these moments. No, and the, everybody that's getting to tell these stories were also taught by George in their own way. Was it directly? No, but they were taught how to do it. I mean, yeah. Rogue One was born out of an idea that John Knoll had. That's right. Said, you know what? I thought this would be a really good story. And then he took it and said, what do you think about this? And then they asked Gareth Edwards to come tell that story. And he yeah. got to tell that he was taught in his own way by George. So yeah. was Ryan. So was JJ. They're also fans the same way we are in the same exact ways that we are. They're just got the very good graces and fortunes of being able to tell us these stories. Now here comes Taika already mm. having, having had the fortune of being able to tell things through Mandalorian stories. Now he's going to tell us a whole other different thing. Mm. Yes, please <laughs> <laughs> sign up for that immediately. I mean, just through the Thor films alone. You look at what he was able to accomplish with those. Ooh, I'm not schooled in Marvel. Yeah, I, I can tell you. I can tell you Thor Ragnarok that he worked on. If you add that to the Star Wars universe, ooh, ooh, you could tell some really, really great stories. And I want it to be different. I want it to be him. I want it to be Taika's own feel to it. And oh, it'll it'll be different. That's in relation to what I was meaning, how every next story, and it, it's through multiple different ways, not just every one way. Tells yeah. or shows us something, whether it's a character background or a force power. Every next story does something new or different that we have not been seen or shown before in so yeah. many different ways. It's so true. It's mm -hmm. so true. And here on May the 4th, we have that opportunity to see these things playing out before our very eyes. Go on Disney+, Plus, check out these things, listen to our favorite podcast. I was checking out Rebel Scum earlier today, those mm -hmm. guys up there in Canada. I'm going to be tuning into a bunch of others, and of course, we'll be recording tonight as well. Many, many more shows about all the great news and everything happening in the fandom, of course, across this galaxy far, far away. But hey, Rural, it's not a podcast. Until we do this one thing. This one thing. And it's a little thing we like to call... I know what it is. Uh, you, think, <laughs> you wouldn't like to say it? You wouldn't be speaking of plug time, would you? Ah, there it is. I've been waiting for you to say that. It is. It, it just happens <laughs> to be plug time here at the Brick City Blockade. So, my friend, where can the good people find you and your positivity and everything across social media? I am easiest found in the one place that all of you that does what Robin's doing right now that made me take the, the, make a decision to come be in there in the Twitterverse mm. is because of my playlist, twice as long as my arm, every day, <laughs> all week long, all month long. I came to that Twitterverse because I've been listening to you in my ears for days and weeks and months at a time getting to know you as the folks that you are that I wanted to come in that Twitterverse and make friends. So I'm there because of what Yun's go and do. That's where I'm fine. Find me in the Twitterverse. A dot rural farm boy. There he you is. You want to have a convo? A dot rural farm boy at Yahoo or rural farm boy at Gmail. Hit me. We talk Star Wars. That's wonderful. That yeah. is the place to find them. We retweet them. 
We share them out. We do all the amazing stuff. I'm going to keep it simple here. For my plugs, it's Brick City Blockade at Brick City SWPC on Twitter, over on Facebook. Give us a like. T Public to rock the network. Patreon to support the network. And of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere that you can subscribe and check out what we got planned for you. And like our T-shirt says, our newest design, Star Wars. Yeah, we talk about it. Just like <laughs> the real New Englanders we are, boiling lobsters. I'm talking about how great, 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 great Dex's Diner is uh, all the time. So, Rule, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, my friend. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me. You know And it. yes, like, subscribe, and follow. And get him in your playlist. It's recommended listing by me. Oof, that rule recommendation is always, always high top priority. Always high top priority. And as we always say here at the Brick City Blockade, thank you guys for listening. Happy May the 4th. I hope everybody's well and healthy. And may the force be with you. We are the force of others. Always. Always.